It's the 25th day of the month of April in the year 2021 of the Common Era, and this is my daily podcast practice show. I've made it one more day, and I'm feeling I'm feeling kind of good about that, maybe even a little bit cocky. You know, I'm making a list of things that I do every day, and today's entry is breathe. <laughs> Not surprising, is it? I'll bet it's on your list, too, if you have one. But breathing can be a bigger part of our lives if we just sit quietly and we focus on the breath. This is called meditation. I breathe every day, but I don't meditate every day. In fact, I don't meditate very much at all. I've tried it, but then I don't have much perseverance for these kinds of things. It didn't lead me to enlightenment right away, so I kind of went on to something else. Frankly, I'm surprised I've done this stupid podcast for so many days in a row because I don't usually stick with things, but I still have time to bail on that too. (laughs) I'll bet you didn't know that today is National Hug a Plumber Day. Me neither. So what? Moving on. Do you remember the website gcaptain.com? I found that website when the tanker was stuck in the Suez Canal. The tanker, the... See, I can't even remember the name of it now. But anyhow, I I found that website. It's about all things nautical. And I've been subscribing to their daily newsletter that comes out. And from a few days ago, here's one. The title is... Crowley unveils full electric tug for the U.S. market. Crowley is, who is Crowley? Crowley Engineering Services. Uh, They, I'm not sure where they are, but they're promoting the design as a sustainable and high-performing solution for ship assist and harbor services in any port. Leverages a large battery system and power-saving technology, enabling a fully electric mode of operation while producing zero air emissions or greenhouse gases. The 82-foot tug will provide 70 short tons of bollard pull. Well, it's a long ton. I don't know. Here's something neat, though. They have an azimuthing drive propulsion system uh, as opposed to a regular inline propeller with a rudder. The thing about an inline propeller and rudder is that your ship has to be moving in order for the rudder to have an effect. With an azimuthing drive propulsion system, you have a propeller that's mounted in a shroud, kind of like a fan, and it can pivot on its axis, just like a rotating fan does. So you don't have to be moving forward. You can be uh, moving one direction and then suddenly change direction by turning those uh, drive propulsion systems, which is kind of slick. Uh, I understand it takes a little bit getting used to, though. Crowley uh, is one of four business units in Jacksonville, Florida. Really, Jacksonville. My first job out of college was at the Jacksonville shipyards in Jacksonville, Florida. Those shipyards aren't there any longer. Uh, I think they went away sometime in the late 80s, maybe early 90s. The design was developed using in-house expertise. That means they have their own engineers, although they would call them naval architects rather than engineers. Uh, From the recently integrated Jensen Marine, a former Crowley subsidiary, which was integrated into the Crowley Engineering Services Unit earlier this year, it's a customizable... Oh, this is all marketing stuff. Blah, 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 blah. Here's, here's something neat. With no exhaust stack, the tug has 360 degrees of visibility from the pilot station, allowing the operator to see without obstruction. That's kind of neat. And it's also designed, here we go, for future 
autonomous operation to increase the safety and efficiency of the operation, including integrated automation and control systems. An autonomous tugboat. How about that? The intelligent, quote, the intelligent maneuvering and control systems offer more efficient vessel operations and allows masters to focus holistically on the overall control and positioning of the vessel in increasingly busy harbors. And then they have a short video, which is like an animation of the design. Neat looking ship. I guess the reason that it caught my eye is that it's just one more demonstration of electrical power displacing conventional diesel or electric-powered engines. Uh, scratch that. I'm in the editing phase now, and that should be diesel or gas-powered engines. Oh, jeez. And I think I'm happy to see that progress. I think electric is, is, a more, is a more better way to go. I don't know how else to say it. It's better for our planet. It's better for the operation. One thing, though, about the demise of the combustion engine and, and how it's accomplished in, uh, in cars, automobiles, is what do you do for heat in the wintertime? <laughs> how do you heat the vehicle? You don't have any combustion uh, to, you know, where you're grabbing the heat of combustion and bringing it inside. And apparently, from the little bit of research I did, Tesla and other electric vehicle companies use conventional strip heating, a resistance wire, just like you have in a toaster or a, a toaster oven. And that's okay. I mean, it heats things up, but it does drain the battery, and that means that in cold weather, you're draining the battery to heat the inside, and that means the range of your vehicle is reduced. So the thing that's on the horizon is to use a heat pump to kind of uh, heat things. And that might be good in some climates, but you know, when you're driving in minus 40 degree weather somewhere in an electric vehicle with a heat pump, I just don't think you're going to get much that much out of it. So I think they're going to have to do something else to go along with that. So that's my podcast for today. I'm Rich Grimshaw, and you are invited to join me again tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.